The following program does not offer personal medical advice. Please consult your doctor before using any treatment or product we cover. Welcome to Go to Health Radio with your host, Jonathan Marks. We provide a welcoming environment where experts educate you on important health topics, answer your questions, and provide information from which you can benefit in consultation with your doctor. And now, here is Jonathan Marks. Hey, everybody. How are you? Welcome back to Go to Health. So good to have you here. My name is Jonathan. And Marks and Go to Health is where you can elevate your life with expert health news you can use. You can listen to us here on Voice America and seven of your favorite podcast networks. You can also watch us in video on our website at gotohealthmedia.com. So I want to talk today about a big topic that I think we're all wrestling with, which is social unrest and fear, and how we can handle that more productively in our own lives. I know a lot of us have heightened levels of anxiety about the COVID pandemic, the division and anger in our politics and national progress, worldwide catastrophes that we're alerted to in minutes on the news and in social media, the threats of climate change and what we can do about it. So many people are facing income and food insecurity, people are losing their jobs, or even amazingly, they're deciding their job is not worth returning to. So we have price shortages, uh, I'm sorry, product shortages and worse labor shortages. And then of course, all that drives rising prices and in goods and services. So is that enough to handle? I think we have someone here who can help us today. She's a pioneer in the wellness, yoga, and fitness space in North America. She single-handedly is responsible for the widespread growth of yoga throughout the United States and Canada. 27 years ago in 1994, she founded the global mind-body education school, Yoga Fit. And that's her website, yogafit.com, which has since certified over 200,000 instructors worldwide. That's quite an amazing accomplishment. I want to welcome Beth Shaw, who's a best-selling author. Her premier book is Yoga Fit, and it has sold over 100,000 copies worldwide. Her other book titled Yoga Lean is a lifestyle program that provides tools for maintaining optimal health. And she also has The Yoga Fit Athlete, which is another book which has inspired a 100-hour Yoga Fit for Athletes specialty track for instructors. And now her latest, which is the topic of our show today, Healing Trauma with Yoga. And it's another bestseller and has helped many during this COVID pandemic. All her books have been translated into multiple languages, providing universal appeal of Yoga Fit. And she is a go-to yoga mindfulness expert in the media. I'm so happy to have her here today. She's been featured in numerous fitness, business, and consumer publications, including Self, Yoga Journal, Huffington Post, New York Times, Time Magazine, LA Times, Entrepreneur, Washington Post, and the USA Today. So welcome to the show, Beth. I'm so happy to have you here. How are you today? Good, Jonathan. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. So let's talk about the topic of today, which is this general atmosphere of fear that you perceive and what problem you are addressing and your motivation for doing so in your latest book. Uh, You know, fear is something that literally changes us uh, physiologically as well as psychologically. It changes the function of our brain. Mm -hmm. Um, 
especially when we stay uh, in a fearful state for extended periods of time, we experience reduced prefrontal cortex functioning. We're in fight or flight, we're in our reptile brain, uh, we're hypervigilant. And um, you, we're, we get intrusive thoughts that we don't want to have. So it, it's, it's very debilitating. And uh, it's something that I work within myself to combat on a regular basis. And obviously I'm trying to help millions of people right now uh, get out of fear and get into courage. What kind of fear are you seeing them express or experience? Because I know you have contact with a lot of people. At the start of the pandemic, obviously everyone was afraid of getting COVID. Mm -hmm. And I think as that started to ease and we weren't seeing, you know, people literally dropping dead in the streets, um, people were fearful of not having their mask on. People were fearful of economic insecurity. People were fearful of rioting. Um, people were fearful of police not showing up if they called 911. Right. Uh, people are, are legitimately fearful now because they, the crime has risen uh, tremendously. I'm from New York City. You know, our crime has gone up uh, 740 percent wow. uh, in the past two years. So there, yes, there is a lot of reason to be fearful now, but should we let fear run our lives and make the decisions for us? I don't think so. Good. So tell us a little bit about how we can get control over that. And, and I know you're a specialist in meditation and yoga and how we can use those tools to reduce our fear. Well, I think through meditation, um, one of the best uh, tools we have that we can practice anywhere and it doesn't cost anything to do and we can do it pretty much at any time, except, of course, if you're driving, is that we connect with source consciousness, we connect with a feeling of oneness, we connect with peace and calm, we connect with our spirit, we connect with the divinity of the universe, however people want to call this, some people call it God, the universe, you know, whatever term you want to use for it, right. it gives us the opportunity to connect. And then in that moment, most of us will realize everything is okay. And that's the mantra that I used for my classes, especially during the early part of the pandemic, just telling people in this moment, everything is okay. And mm -hmm. really that they feel that. And then of course, practicing yoga, which lowers the heart rate, uh, balances our cortisol levels, our insulin and uh, regulates the systems of the body. We get into a homeostatic state where we're, we're good. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And and do, are you aware of how much yoga and meditation is backed up now by medical research and science? Is this well, just some woo-woo? Yeah, yeah. I know there's, a, I mean, even Harvard has done a lot of research when it comes to yoga and meditation. Mm -hmm. And so it really is a proven modality. It's been around for thousands of years. And in, in the West, we like to kind of wait around till we see the evidence. And that evidence is now out. There have been a lot of studies that have been done about the beneficial effects of yoga, yoga and meditation. Exactly. Yeah, the, the, the research is out there. All someone needs to do is just Google it. Uh -huh, good. Um, so how do people, if you're, not, if you're new to yoga or new to meditation, how do, how do we get started in, this, in these modalities? Um, I, I think, you know, people are yoginis and they do lots of yoga and they do lots of meditation. But if you're just beginning, how do we get into this? What are ways we can get ourselves introduced to these methodologies? You know, one of the most simple ways right now uh, for most people would be to take an online class. Um, mm -hmm. We have them at yogafit.com uh, mm -hmm. or take a, a, beginner, a beginner's course. We also have those at yogafit.com. 
there are also many different meditations that one can do. I have many on iTunes but and on YouTube, but there are many different meditations that people can do off of YouTube. I suggest people start with guided meditations because they don't have to do anything. They don't mm. have to think. They don't have to know a mantra. They just follow the guidance of um, the the playlist and uh, it, it's it's one of the best ways to start. It's like going to the gym for anyone who starts weight training. You know, you start with lighter weights and you start to work your way up. Um, as you build more muscle, the weights get heavier. So it's really no different. Meditation is just another muscle that we need to flex and flex often. I love that analogy. It's totally true. I know in different practices I've tried for myself, it really is, yes, you start small and you build up. That's great. And it's just a matter of showing up. Um, you know, I, I was just at a, a fundraiser last night um, for the 100 Club. They support fallen firefighters and police uh, people. And I uh, was interacting with a couple of firefighters, one who was telling me that, you know, her low back is completely tweaked and mm. her lower lumbar spine, everything's off and she's got sciatica and all of that. And I, I said, I'll show you a 10 minute routine that you do every day that will literally change your life. Um, so you, you can start, start small. I like everything to start organically and then it grows from there. And mm. if the first yoga class that you take, you don't like keep trying because there's something for everyone and you will find that thing. Mm -hmm. And how has COVID affected your business and practice? Are you, do you still have yoga centers that are open? Or are you all online? What's the percentage going on there? Well, pre-COVID, we were running 15 live conferences a year across North America. Wow. And we were also running about 1,000 live trainings on the weekends in health clubs, military bases, hospitals, universities. Wow. Um, because of COVID, we had to switch a 23-year business model to all online. And uh, right now we're running hybrid models. We are going back to live in-person conferences. In fact, we're having one in Palm Springs in January of 2020. I can't wait, 2022. See, I've right. lost two years. Right. Um, and we're having one in January of 2022. It will be live. The focus is on healing, recovery, and addiction. Uh, also very hot topics right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm super excited because I personally haven't been to one of our conferences for almost two years. So... Uh, yeah. We're running. We're running live. We're running virtual. We're running pre-recorded for people who can't make a live virtual training. So we have many different options to choose from. Wonderful, great. So, so when you have when you talk about these yoga centers, how you are you are you in other gyms and other places, or do you actually have physical locations that are opening up? Uh, we are not a brick and mortar business. We uh, run conferences and we have a lot of health clubs who have yoga fit classes at them. Uh -huh. um, yeah. And we have, you know, we ha host trainings at health clubs and universities and hospitals and military centers. Great. Uh, but we, we, I guess, kind of fortunately don't have brick and mortar right now. But yeah. I am working on a brick and mortar concept called the Center for Conscious Healing that I hope to launch uh, somewhere in third quarter 2022. Wow, wonderful. Wow, you really have a lot going on. That's, that's amazing. Tell, we've talked about, you know, how to get into this as a beginner, but I know you do a lot of yoga teacher training. Can you talk a little bit about that for people who really want to get into this and actually teach it? Um, we teach people to teach yoga and other mind-body modalities such as Ayurveda, meditation, sound healing. Uh, we have a full yoga for athletes track. 
And probably about 40% of the people who take our trainings have no intention of even teaching. They're just taking it to expand their own knowledge base. Hmm. Because I, I like to think that we learn best by teaching others. In fact, it's proven that that's the fact. So yes. when we get into a teacher training, we're actually teaching ourselves. And um, ultimately, we become our own best teachers. So yeah, we've got, we've got over 75 different educational programs from the most hybrid yoga model to fitness, uh, to very uh, authentic kind of original yoga from India. We bring people to India every year to oh, wow. yoga, Rishikesh, India. We're going to be bringing people back in November, 2022. I will personally be on that trip. We also go to the Taj Mahal. It's an amazing experience to go to the wow. birthplace of yoga. In fact, my first yoga instructor who was 93 years old when I met her, cured herself of cancer by going to Rishikesh, India in the late 1960s and doing yoga meditation, Ayurvedic diet and came back cancer free and started teaching yoga. That's quite amazing. Wow. So can you tell us a little bit more about your Healing Trauma with Yoga book? What's covered in that? Yeah, Healing Trauma with Yoga is a book that I wrote and it came out uh, coincidentally just before the pandemic. It came out in December 2019. And it is a book that first allows people to assess their own trauma by taking the ACE test, which stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences Test. It's just a nine question test. And then from there, once they give themselves a score, uh, they kind of know their baseline. And I think baselines for anything are so important. Yes. Uh, then in the book, we get into how trauma affects the brain. And then I like to get right into solutions. So we get into how yoga is a solution for dealing with trauma, if not to heal it, at least to mitigate the daily symptoms that arise. And uh, as part of the book, we have 13 people, including myself, who share their trauma story and mm. how they used yoga, Ayurveda, meditation, breathing exercises, clean eating to heal themselves. So it's inspirational, it's impactful, it's full of great information. And my favorite chapter is chapter 12 called living your best life. And there are 22 different ways that people can implement on a daily basis to just feel better in the moment. Right. That's wonderful. That's exactly, that's exactly what I'm looking for in guests on our show is not only giving information, but letting people know what they can do with that information and improve their lives. Talk, we have just a few minutes before break. Talk a little bit about what you talk about in the book about how trauma affects the brain. Well, you know, and, and I feel very sorry for children uh, right now who are growing up in this pandemic. Um, I was walking in the woods a few weeks ago uh, outside and there was a family uh, with small children. Everyone was wearing masks and we weren't. And, you know, the kids were not only wearing their masks, but then they saw us and they were, they were covering their face. And I, um, you know, growing up in a state of fear really wrecks havoc on our brain. Um, for one thing, we discussed that it reduces our executive function. Our prefrontal cortex actually shrinks. Mm. Um, the amygdala is in you know full effect. Uh, we're in our reptile brain. We're in a constant state of uh, sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight. Mm -hmm. So elevated heart rate, higher insulin levels, and, you know, the body then gets used to that as being the norm. Now, mm -hmm. I myself have childhood trauma, so I know, like, I mm -hmm. function really well in a high state of anxiety. 
Mm -hmm. but I also need to make sure that I'm not staying in that high state of anxiety by booking myself, you know, full every day and taking on too many projects, which I do. Um, (laughs) I'm a victim of the same problem. (laughs) Yeah. There's a fine line between being a high achiever and just, you know, insanity basically. So we get used to being in that state. We get used to being hypervigilant. We get used to being on high alert. We get used to uh, just that, again, that elevated cortisol levels, uh, insulin levels get higher. Um, also redu- reduced immunity too. Exactly reduced immunity. Yes. Um, you know, people don't, people really don't realize the effect that stress has on the body, especially long-term. Got it. Good. So we're almost at the end of this first session. So we're talking with Beth Shaw from Yoga Fit. She's written a book called Healing Trauma with Yoga. And you can find that book and all of her courses either at yogafit.com or on our website at gotohealthmedia.com. And so we will be back in just a moment. If you like the show, please give us please uh, give us a testimonial at our website at gotohealthmedia.com. You can tell us what you like and what you want to hear or see more of. And again, you can listen to us on Voice America Radio or our podcast networks or on our website at gotohealthmedia.com. Stay with us. We'll be back more with Beth And we'll be talking about her background and how she got into meditating and what she achieves when she does that herself. So you'll learn more about Beth Shaw. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, The Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
You are listening to Go to Health Radio. To reach Jonathan Marks or his guest expert on the live program, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Jonathan Marks at gotohealthmedia.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right, welcome back. This is Jonathan Marks with Go to Health at gotohealthmedia.com, and we're talking today about fear and handling that. Our guest is Beth Shaw. She's the founder of Yoga Fit, and she has written a book recently called Healing Trauma with Yoga. Beth, I want to find out a little bit more about you in this segment. Can you tell us a bit about your background and how you got into meditation and yoga? Uh, Sure, Jonathan. I actually taught myself how to do guided meditation and guided imagery when I was six years old. Wow. Because because of childhood trauma, I suffered from horrible migraine headaches. Mm. And my family was not that invested in really what was going on with me. So I was very fortunate to be able to teach myself how to visualize myself on the beach or in the forest and kind of meditate my way out of the migraines. Wow. So that was six years at six years old. Wow. wow, that's amazing. And and so and so you've been doing this since you were a tyke, and then how did you get into meditation and, and believing there was a business here? Uh, well, I've been working out in health clubs since age 15. I was fortunate I fell in love with fitness early. And when I was in college one day stretching after a workout, it's like the sky parted and I got a message that I was going to be very successful in the health and fitness industry. Mm. I was also in a car accident, a very bad car accident while I was in college and was sent to some chiropractors who were former um, basketball players and they were really into food combining and nutrition. So I started studying nutrition when I was in college. Uh, I started a more formal yoga practice when I moved to Los Angeles after college. And that's where I met uh, my first yoga instructor, Renee Taylor, who again cured herself of cancer uh, by going to Rishikesh, India and adopting yoga, meditation and Ayurveda. Wow. So and and so you came. So you you started with her as your instructor, and then what led you into starting your own business? Well, I was practicing all different styles of yoga for a number of years, and I thought at some point I should go take a teacher training. You know, maybe I'll teach at my grandmother's retirement center or something. Hmm. I took a teacher training. It was two weeks in residence, um, and then I actually took another one. But what I found was those teacher trainings really didn't teach people how to teach yoga in the gym environment. So when I went back to Los Angeles and I was teaching yoga in all the major health clubs, I had to come up with a style that worked for cold rooms for all Mm. different body types, different levels of strength and flexibility and balance. And the style I came up with, uh, Yoga Fit, actually that name came to me on a bike ride one day. I immediately trademarked it. I did a cable TV show, uh, made a clothing line. Um, then I attracted the eye of one of my students who was an angel investor, and he helped me raise money to start the school that is now Yoga Fit and incorporate. And that was in 1997 that we finally incorporated, and we've been operating as a school ever since. Wow, that's amazing. And, and to what do you attribute the popularity? I mean, you've really exploded on the market, and you've gotten a lot of press coverage. You're worldwide. You're all online. What's, what draws people to this? Um, Well, first of all, we are very authentic in our pursuit of quality education, of safety. You know, number one, we teach safe yoga. 
Mm -hmm. uh, which is very important because there's a lot of unsafe yoga that's happening out there in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, also, we have an extensive community service program. I like to call it our karma yoga. Mm -hmm. Everyone who takes our level one training has to do eight hours of community service work teaching yoga really? to people who normally wouldn't have the opportunity to receive it. Yeah, wow. it's a very top secret, but we put a lot of good deposits in the karma bank because we've trained over a quarter million people worldwide. And those people have gone on to do community service work teaching. We probably contributed more than 3 million hours of community service work. So we do fundraisers at all of our conferences. Uh, so we're very uh, socially minded, um, giving back and, and making sure to try to spread the message of yoga to as many people as possible, um, especially those uh, disenfranchised populations who wouldn't have the opportunity to receive it. Right, right. That's I'm. I had no idea, and I'm really impressed. And I, I'm. I'm hoping as people are listening to this show, they really get how community-minded and engaged you are in the community. And of course, that's going to really bring you know engagement with you and your programs and support of what you're doing. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're pretty much the gold standard for yoga training worldwide. So wow. uh, again, we've been doing this for 25 years now. So uh, we're, we're really good at what we do. Uh, we have 75 master trainers, many of whom are doctors, oh. psychologists, physical therapists. Wow. Um, so everybody has their own little corner of expertise. Uh, most of them are smarter than I am in many ways. Uh -huh. and we have a great team of people leading our education and, and moving things forward. That's great. And I want to go back to the people who may are not into yoga or don't know about it. And we talked in the last segment about starting small, just like you would in a gym. You don't go in and try to lift a 200-pound weight. You start with 10 or 15. How can, how can people get started you know, and, and not feel – what I'm looking for is the, the confidence of how people can give it a try. What do you recommend um, I think for people? Probably one of the best ways to do that is just go to YouTube and take it. We have lots of yoga fit classes on YouTube. Okay. Some yoga fit classes. You know, we have short, short form too. We've got 25 minute segments, 20 minutes. Start small. Um, the beautiful thing about yoga is that literally anyone can do it. I've taught people who are 99 years old, we've taught people in wheelchairs, uh, right. we've taught people who are missing limbs. We do a lot with the veteran population first responders through our Yoga Fit Warriors program. Many of our trainers are actually enlisted military. So um, no matter where you are, you, you can turn it around uh, and, and make your body stronger, uh, make your mind calmer, create new neural pathways. Uh, that's the beautiful thing about uh, us being humans is that we're incredibly resilient and the body is truly a self-healing mechanism if we allow it to be that. Got it. And t talk about the neural pathways. I know about this, but I want to make sure uh, you know my audience does. Tell us about what you understand about how yoga or meditation changes neural pathways and makes you, makes you feel better. Well, we are able to create new neural pathways at any time in our lives. Many times people uh, you know, have a repetitive track that they get in, whether it's a behavioral track yeah. or a thought process track. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in yoga, we call it samskaras, and it's almost like the rings of the tree. And yoga literally helps us create new rings of the tree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so just, uh, just sharing my knowledge, yes, we have habits, and the habits are really meant, it's part of our reptile brain to keep us safe because we know it works. And so we can tend to be closed-minded or closed-eyed 
Um, but we actually have the capability to do new things and create new habits and new paths in our brain, which can replace the old habits we've had before if they're not serving us well. Um, exactly. Yeah. Can, can you say more about that? Well, I think it's really um, important, you know, and on the topic of fear, I think that um, it's important for people to do a self-inventory on a regular basis. I, I do this myself. Hmm. You know, what am I afraid of? What are my big fears? What are my small fears? We just ran a retreat in September in Fort Lauderdale on stepping into courage and out of fear. And that is to, I challenge myself to do things I'm afraid of hmm. constantly. Because I know if you're not growing, you're dying. And I want to keep growing. So if something is not going to cause me bodily harm uh, or, you know, huge psychological damage, I'm going to do it if I'm afraid of it. Because I believe that, like, again, like any muscle, you start to strengthen that muscle sometimes with the small things. Right. And then we're able to tackle the big things. Right. But again, uh, doing a very rigorous self-assessment, I think is very important because if if we are not careful, fear, and I, I see it with so many people, fear can really run our lives and not in a good way and mm-hmm. keep us from experiencing pure joy mm-hmm. um, that is our birthright as humans. Yeah. You know, and I and this fear thing you're talking about goes right back to those neural pathways or those carved roads that we have in our brains that can just be automatic. Um, you know, when you see a situation, you just automatically have this fear response. It's people are capable of carving new roads and carving new pathways. And you know, and even today, I see myself like because we had to wear masks for so long, and most recently, I traveled to Dubai where you had to wear a mask anywhere mm-hmm. in public. Um, I find myself like having a little fear response to I have my mask with me and then I need to remind myself, no, I don't, I live in the state of Florida. I don't need a mask, uh-huh. but you know, something as simple as that, I catch myself with, um, I had a, a car last summer that had an auto acceleration issue. So mm. I found for a long time, like I'm hypervigilant when I'm in the car and I'm starting it up because I'm afraid it's going to take off. But I think to at least have the awareness, it gives us a good opportunity then to get rid of, uh, you know, those intrusive thoughts that are not serving us. Mm -hmm. Just put them in a bubble and let them go. Right, right. And that's some of the imagery that you use is allowing yourself to let this this stuff, this, let me call it crap. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's not factually, you don't need to be having these thoughts and fears, you can actually let them go. You're creating them yourself, right? And, and when I coach people, I do, I do some private coaching with people and they, they have to make decisions. I will ask them, is this decision made out of love or is it made out of fear? Mm. Um, mm. Because those are really, those, those are our two options. And you can't be in a state of fear if you're in a state of love. And it's hard to be in a state of love when you're in a state of fear. Right. And can you talk about um, when you are in a state of fear? We've talked about it physically um, and the effects on the brain, but can we talk about decision-making under fear? Um, Does that get affected when you're in a fear state? Of of course it does. Um, It can, you know, it can lead to some very poor Mm decision-making that doesn't serve our souls, doesn't serve our lifestyles, and, Mm -hmm. and, and doesn't serve our growth and our evolution as, as humans or 
spiritual beings having human experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not to mention we that we are our breath gets smaller and shorter when we're in a state of fear. We get very physically contracted. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a lot of things that happen to us psychologically as well as then physically. I have a friend who uh, she she's actually a doctor, and she is extremely fearful about everything. Mm. And now uh, in her 60s, she was diagnosed with an essential tremor. And even her psychiatrist said, you know, this is, is originates in the mind. Mm. So we've tried to get her on a meditation protocol. Um, I'm urging her to do plant medicine. So far, she has not taken me up on that. Mm-hmm. I'm a believer in plant medicine as well to, you know, just kind of break through things and create those neural pathways and, and right you know, create some space. But, um, you know, if we're not careful, um, fear can wreck our health Mm -hmm. and our lives. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So when you're in fear, it really is that reptilian brain that takes over that's supposed to protect us. And if we were living, you know, a thousand years ago, and as we always say, there's the saber-toothed tiger or something, you know, something getting ready to attack us, that that reptile brain works very well to keep us safe, but we're in the modern world now, and we have all these, you know, safeties and civilization, and that that reptilian brain kicks in with fear, and it doesn't really serve you well. Um, well, not only does it not serve us well, but you know, when we were out in the woods being chased by a saber-toothed tiger, that was kind of a, you know, a one and done experience, perhaps at least for the day or the hour or the moment. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are not set up to live in a constant state yes. of fear, which is why I don't watch the news. I deleted all the news apps from my phone. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's how you go to the gym and news is on everywhere, but I don't seek out negativity. And I highly recommend to all of your viewers that they don't seek out negativity either. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't turn on our social media uh, which is filled with saber-toothed tigers, news. <laughs> like, but we we ultimately have control over what we consume physically, mentally, and emotionally, and we need to make good choices in all of those departments. Mm-hmm. So when we get into yoga, let's talk about some of the sensations that come along with yoga, and I want to contrast that to what we were just talking about with fear. When you're doing yoga. Um, Tell, t- tell us about the sensations that you experience that, and compare that with being in fear. Well, when we practice yoga, first of all, we're reminded that, yes, we do indeed have a physical body. That's why some people will be like, oh, this is painful, I'm tight, um, I'm uncomfortable. So first and foremost, because a lot of people, you know, we wouldn't have a, a 40, pre-pandemic, it was the 46% obesity rate in the United States. Now I'm sure it's probably hovering around 55% obese, not just overweight, but obese. Right. Right. Half population, which is huge, no pun intended. So, uh, you know, obviously if people were connected with their bodies, they wouldn't be obese, they wouldn't be overweight. Um, So yoga first reminds us that we have a body. Uh, Two, it gives us uh, a lot of information as to where our tight spots are, where they're offered. And I like to say the more tight spots you have, the better you have more opportunities for space. Great. So um, that's good news. And also we get a chance to just, you know, get in touch with our bodies. And when we get in touch with our bodies, we make better food choices. We make better choices of who to surround ourselves with. Uh, So our decision making improves. Also, our brains get to relax 
uh, yoga puts us into our parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest. Mm-hmm. So it lowers our heart rate, um, reduces cortisol levels, balances insulin. So, and then of course the obvious physical benefits of more strength, more flexibility, more balance. Right. Let's take a few minutes to talk because kids, I, it really was kind of shocking, I think, to all of this. But during the pandemic, with kids being at home and isolated, parents trying to be at work or being at home under stress, <clears throat> a lot of kids, the suicide rate went up, um, obesity rates mushroomed. Um, do kids do yoga and can it be helpful for kids? I mean, look, if I was in charge of the education in the United States, I would make yoga mandatory from kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, children need to learn to connect with their physical bodies. Secondly, children need a tremendous amount of movement and exercise. And also yoga gives us a lot of uh, mental discipline. Mm -hmm. and, And by that, I mean, I always say when I teach that we need to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. If we can learn to be uncomfortable on a yoga mat, we learn to delay gratification, which I'm sure you're familiar with the marshmallow experiment out of Stanford. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Delayed gratification is very important uh, for everyone in life right. in general. Uh, we, le- we learn to be present in the moment. Our, our, the essence of yoga fit is breathing, feeling, listening to our bodies, letting go of judgment, competition, expectation, and being present in the moment. And uh, with every child having technology these days, it's very hard for anybody to be present. I mean, you're an ADD expert, so you know it creates a tremendous amount of that constant dopamine fix that we're getting from our technology. We get addicted to that. Um, You know, so it's we're living in a very, very problematic time from a health perspective. Mm -hmm. Uh, Since the pandemic, we're living in a very challenged time for mental health. I've done many, many presentations, you know, and those suicide rates keep climbing Um, in countries like Australia, where they're extremely locked down, the suicide rates are off the hook. Mm. And it's, uh, you know, it's very unfortunate. We used to um, just be dealing with a lot of um, veterans who who were were, uh, taking their own lives and first responders and uh, no children who for some way reason felt alienated, not accepted, bullied. Uh, But now uh, I believe that they say that one in four young men under age 20 have considered suicide since Mm -hmm. the pandemic. I myself have several friends that have children who have taken their own lives Mm -hmm. and it's an, it's an epidemic. It's not being talked about. It's not being addressed. Um, it's not being cured. And so that's why I, through Yoga Fit as a vehicle, want to reach as many people as possible and schools, corporations uh, worldwide, just to teach people how to take their own mental health into their own hands. Right. Because at the end of the day, just like our physical health, by the time we get to a doctor, it, it may be too late. So my goal is to empower as many people as possible to take charge of their own mental health using yoga, meditation, and other mind-body tools. Um, right behind you. Right on for the, all of that. That's great, Beth. We're talking with Beth Shaw. She's the founder and owner of Yoga Fit, which is an international company. You can take yoga online with, with Beth and her teachers. We'll be back in just a moment for our final session. We'll talk more about what Beth has to offer online with her programs and classes. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Today, many doctors prescribe basic pharmaceuticals to their patients who aren't feeling well or have various aches or pains. Is this the right course of action for all patients? We don't think so. Find out about healthy, natural ways to help you feel your best by tuning in to the CBD Ed Show with host Ed Cheney. Ed and his guests will explain full-spectrum CBD, using the whole hemp plant for good health and answer all of your questions about CBD and natural treatment in general. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Go to Health Radio. To reach Jonathan Marks or his guest expert on the live program, Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jonathan Marks at GoToHealthMedia.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right. Thank you for that. And yes, I really do like to hear from you. So if you want to send an email and give us some feedback, you can go to our website and click Get Updates. And on that form there, you can say what you'd like to have covered. And you can also send me an email, uh, as we just mentioned, at jonathanmarks at gotohealthmedia.com. So we're talking today with Beth Shaw from YogaFit. And we've talked a lot about the challenges we're all facing in this time and how it can really kind of turn on our reptile brain because of the fear and anxiety that we have in many parts of our life at all ages. It's not only the adults, it's the kids. And so what I'd like to do in this last segment is really talk with Beth about the programs that she has available for you um, and how you can get started working on yoga and meditation. So Beth, I'll turn it over to you. Let's start talking about some of the programs you have available at yogafit.com. Thank you, Jonathan. Um, we have over 55 different educational programs available at yogafit.com, um, wow. most of which are virtual. 
And we, um, I think most relevant right now, other than introductory yoga and yoga back and yoga for injury prevention, really our mental health programs. We have a great uh, two-day program on yoga for addiction. Hmm. We also have a program called Healing Physical and Emotional Trauma. Uh, we have many therapeutic programs, yoga for caregivers, yoga for cancer care, yoga for heart health. Um, so basically, we're one-stop shopping for any type of yoga education that people need, uh, either specialized or unspecialized. That's amazing. And boy, you, you really have so many programs going on, such a broad um, list of programs. You have an upcoming uh, webinar, I know, at the end of the month. Can you want to talk about that? We have a free program coming up at the end of the month, and it is called uh, Yoga to Navigate Change, and it is on November 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll be teaching a class and then giving a lecture on uh, how to use yoga and other mind-body techniques to navigate change, which is something I, I think we could all use some of right now. Yeah. So, so tell me, how does yoga and navigating change? Tell me the connection there. What are you, what are you feeling, seeing, experiencing? Well, you know, as they teach us in DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy, that we don't want to make decisions just from our rational mind, and we don't want to make decisions just from our emotional self. And many times these days when people are making decisions from their emotional self, they're making decisions based out of fear, as we've discussed earlier in our program. So we help people get to kind of a state of wise mind, mindfulness, where they really tap into their own intuition and are able to make decisions from a very clear place. Uh, when we practice yoga, we open up all of our energy channels, we, we balance our chakras, and we get into a state where we have more clarity. So through the deep breathing, through the meditation, through the physical practice, we're able to get very clear on what is best for us um, and what are the decisions that will help serve ourselves, serve society, and how we can just navigate the change that is life on a daily basis and uh, also hope to get some insight from the universe. Right. That's really, I'm so impressed. Thank you for sharing all that. It's quite an accomplishment that you have with your program offerings. Um, you've got this free webinar coming up on November 30th. On yoga for change for navigating change, um, which sounds like a, a great process. It's not just a one and done, but it really is building that muscle. I think that you're talking about, or you've been talking about, and getting into the habit of. Uh, you you talked also about uh, self assessment, and there's that self assessment that you have in your book on yoga and trauma. Um, where you can, get, where people can do a self-assessment for themselves, and I think use it not only just for trauma, but kind of a check-in, uh, yes, for how they're doing in life. Most definitely, because look, if you didn't have childhood trauma, chances are after the pandemic you have some type of trauma. We're all traumatized now. Yeah, yeah, there's certainly a lot, a lot to be dealing with. Um, so, if you want to follow up with Beth again, her website is yogafit.com. And uh, all her programs are there as well. If you're used to going to Go to Health Media uh, on our website, you can go to gotohealthmedia.com and find um, Beth Shaw's page there. And we have her books and her uh, meditation training there. So we have Beth Shaw's Yoga Fit book and the link to that. Over 100,000 have been sold. We also have 
healing trauma with yoga and other mind-body techniques. We have the link for that. We have the Zoom meditation training that Beth talked about before. And now, Beth, is that Zoom meditation training, is that one and done or is that a series? How does that work? Well, it's an introductory course uh, where we explore about eight different types of meditation so people can find the one that works best for them. Mm-hmm. And then once they do that, we have other programs that people can move on to, like our uh, sound healing program mm-hmm. um, uh, or perhaps uh, more of an Ayurvedic approach. So we, we do have many different trainings, yin yoga, which is also very meditative, restorative yoga which right. involves a component of meditation. Um, so really the learning at YogaFit is endless. Mm, wonderful. You mentioned, you've mentioned Ayurveda a couple of times. Can you tell mm. us a little bit more about that? Um, Ayurveda is the oldest form of medicine on the planet. And, um, you know, ancient, uh, in, the, in the world of yoga, it was uh, yoga asana. And then it was Ayurvedic medicine, which is... Uh, supplements and, and different hacks that people can employ on a regular basis uh, to mm-hmm. feel better. Things as simple as oiling your feet at night if you have anxiety mm. or drinking a cup of warm water with lemon in the morning or tongue scraping. Again, there's some really simple Ayurvedic things that people can bring into their daily life right. to just feel better. Um, and then there was Vedic astrology, which was part of that as well. I'm sorry, what was the last thing? Veda what? Vedic astrology. And what's that? That is, it's like Western astrology, but it's the Indian variation. I and, see. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And I will say again, too, because I've, I've read a lot about this, that Vedic, Ayurvedic medicine has also in many ways been proven via our Western, uh, our, our Western approach. Um, it's, it's been proven that Ayurvedic medicine and its approach can work on people, even though there's data and, and, you know, Beth has talked about people's experiences of getting cured or getting better. Uh, there's medicine, you know, science, evidence-based medicine that shows that Ayurvedic procedures and medicines can work. Good. So um, I, we're almost at the end of our time. And um, Beth, I just want to thank you for coming on. I'm so impressed with the community involvement that you've really built into your programs to really engage people. Um, is there, a, is there a, a, like a last message you'd like to leave with people about that and your commitment? Um, well, I would just like to share with everyone to always remember that your health is your most valuable asset always, and much of it is in your control. Uh, if you look at epigenetics, or read anything by Bruce Lipton, no matter what your DNA is, with healthy lifestyle, proper living, right mind, right intention, you can live a very healthy life on every level. So um, no matter what you're suffering with today, just know that tomorrow can be a better day. And um, yeah, namaste is what I'd like to say to you and everyone. Great. You mentioned just, and I just want to catch this because it's another important concept that you talked about is um, epigenetics. Can you briefly describe what epigenetics is? Because I want to... I want to add to that when you do. Uh, well, you know, you're a doctor, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you take over. Okay. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Bruce Lipton. In fact, I was with him in Rishikesh, India at the International Yoga Festival um, uh, just before the pandemic, and he has some interesting things to say about COVID. Yes. But um, he's, he's a brilliant guy, and, and I, I love his work. 
Right. So I will, I will just correct one thing. I'm not a doctor, but I have been involved in the, in the, in the um, health and medicine area for over 20 years. So epigenetics um, is basically the realization that your genes do not, the, the genes do not determine what your life's going to be. Uh, when we learned about genetics and, um, you know, and, and the influence it could have on our health, later on we also learned that genes do not determine what your health is. It really is. Uh, your health really is affected not only by the genes. Let me, let me say this. So genes can express themselves. So if you have the breast cancer gene, let's say you can get breast cancer or testicular cancer, but the gene has to express itself and there are conditions under which it will and there are conditions under which it won't express itself. So even though you have the gene doesn't mean that you're going to have that uh, malady or that challenge. And it really is, as Beth is saying, it has to do with the quality of your life, uh, your level of stress, how well you take care of yourself, being in shape, the food you eat, the water you drink, the air you breathe. Um, so genes are not your future. They are an influence on them. And you can have an influence over whether they actually determine your health or not. Beth, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Um, it's been a real treat to have you on. And um, I'm so impressed with the, the business that you've built and, and God bless you and all the, the, um, the service that you do to so many different communities, including underserved communities and our warriors. Uh, it's just wonderful work that you do. So thanks for being with us. Thank you very much. And if people want to reach me personally, they can find me on Instagram, Beth Shaw Mind Body. And they can also visit my personal website, BethShaw.com. Wonderful. Good. Thank you again, Beth, for being with us. And thank you all for being with us. This has been another great show with Go to Health, where you can elevate your life with expert health news you can use. We will be back with you next week with another really good show. We've got another great guest lined up. And um, again, you can visit our website and follow up with us, get updates at gotohealthmedia.com. And uh, we hope you'll visit. Give us a testimonial if you like the show today. And again, Beth, God bless and thanks for being with us. Thank you very much. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week to Go to Health Radio. Be sure to join Jonathan Marks and another health expert next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You can also catch the program on your favorite podcast platform. Until our next show, be sure to visit us on the web at gotohealthmedia.com and elevate your life.